0: Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 416 of the Locked On New Year Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. You need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the leagues. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps every day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today, wherever you get your podcasts. That song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today, what I want to do is kind of continue a little bit of a mini-series that we've been doing really throughout this offseason here. We're going to take a look at some of the other remaining unrestricted free agents and just see if there could be a fit with any of these players And the New York Rangers. We'll also talk about first-round pick Brandon Offman signing his entry-level contract with the Rangers. It's pretty standard stuff, but we'll still talk about it at least a little bit. And uh, to continue kind of another off-season series that we've been doing, we will get to another member of the Rangers draft class of 2021. And the only other announcement that I have right here at the start before we kind of dive into some of these free agents is this episode is being recorded on Saturday, August 14th. The episode will be available on Monday, August 16th. So if any of these free agents I'm talking about sign, I apologize, but you'll still get my you know honest thoughts on these players and if there could be a fit between them and the Rangers. And then the other kind of part two of this announcement is that I will be on vacation from Thursday, August 26th through Friday, September 3rd. I do plan on recording some episodes ahead of time and just setting them to go live on various days throughout that span there. So obviously I'll keep all you guys posted on that, but you know, I do think we'll get at least three episodes of Locked On New York Rangers every single week going forward at the bare minimum. Like I said, I will keep everybody posted, but without any further ado, let's go ahead, start talking about some of these unrestricted free agents who are still on the market and just kind of talk about if there could be a fit with the Rangers as well. And I'm going to start with Nikita Gusev, a left winger and right winger, Gusev, you know, he's one of those guys has had kind of an interesting career path, a little bit of a late bloomer. I kind of you know, when I when I look at his career path, basically, I kind of see a little bit of Colin Blackwell there because You know, with Gusev, it took him even longer to make his NHL debut. And then in his rookie season with the Devils, he actually was a pretty productive player. But I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here. Let's just kind of take it from the top with Gusev. Uh, So he was a seventh-round pick by the Tampa Bay Lightning back in 2012. He went number 202 overall. And as we've talked about, there's plenty of guys that are taken that late in the draft in the seventh round that never get anywhere near an NHL rink. And, you know, props to Gusev. He persevered, and, uh, you know, again, he didn't make his debut— until 2019-2020 with the Devils at the age of 27. So, like I said, a little bit of parallels with Colin Blackwell. I mean, Blackwell debuted a little bit earlier than that, but Blackwell with the Rangers this past year was 27 years old and really kind of came into his own as an NHL player. And, of course, nothing but the best to Colin Blackwell now playing with the Seattle Kraken after he was taken by them in the the expansion draft. But you see some some parallels there, and you might continue to see some parallels as I give you his career stats here. So Gusev has played 97 career NHL games, 17 goals, 37 assists. So a total of 54 points in those 97 games. He is a minus 27 in that time. Uh, don't expect any physicality. I know that's kind of been the Rangers' calling card this offseason is they've been going after all these guys who are going to dish out all these hits and you know play physical and play tough, make the Rangers more difficult to play against. That's not really his style, just 16 hits in 97 games. Uh, but if you are looking to add a little bit of depth scoring, maybe somebody who could slide into that third line. Uh, maybe Gusev is worth at least calling if you're the Rangers. Although, you know, again, you look at all the forwards that the Rangers had. We, we've talked about the logjam that they have, particularly at wing— But really, at forward in general, and I don't know that Gusev really fits in there. I mean, we'll see. It could be a situation where, you know, we've talked about this with some other free agent targets that the Rangers could be looking at. If the Rangers end up making some kind of a trade for Jack Eichel and they trade multiple forwards to the Buffalo Sabres in order to acquire Eichel, then maybe a spot in the Rangers opens up for somebody like Gusev or You know, some of these other free agents that we've talked about, some of these guys that have kind of been around the league, maybe don't have the biggest upside in the world, but somebody that you could slot in on your team in kind of a third line role for a season or two, and, you know, he would at least, you know, be serviceable. Uh, But with Gusev, you know, it's interesting because he, like we mentioned, he debuted with the Devils in 2019, 2020, and he started this past season with them as well, was traded by. The Devils to the Panthers. And in eleven regular season games with the Panthers, Gusev had five points and even saw a little bit of time on their top line. But then the Panthers obviously got into the playoffs and he was a healthy scratch for the entirety of their playoff run, which of course didn't last very long because they were knocked out by the Tampa Bay Lightning in the first round. I think the Panthers probably could have gone further, but that was a tough draw in the first round, they were knocked out by the Lightning in six games and, and that was that. Gusev didn't see the ice in the playoffs. But You know, like I said, there's nothing to get too crazy excited about when it comes to somebody like Nikita Gusev. I mean, we're getting to the point in free agency where it is kind of slim pickings, and you guys are going to see that reflected on which players we talk about here today, including Gusev himself. But, you know, for somebody who's now 29 years old, I'd say of all the free agents remaining on the list, there's probably at least a little bit more upside with Gusev than there is for a lot of them, simply because he only got to make his NHL debut two seasons ago, and so he could be one of those guys that just need to get an opportunity, need to get a chance, and somebody that could go out there and, you know, be a serviceable third-line player. If the Rangers are looking to add, you know, just kind of a depth piece, then I think Gusev, you know, is somebody that could fit a little bit. Uh, Again, there is a little bit of a logjam there, and there are wingers on the Rangers with more upside, it would seem, than Nikita Gusev, but if you're looking for a depth signing kind of late in the game in free agency here, I I think you could do worse than somebody like Nikita Gusev, if you're Chris Drury and the New York Ranger front office. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Stat Hero. Do you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero it's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head to head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes. Winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. You are in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it was meant to be. One on one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now, you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. stathero.com slash locked on. All right, I'm going to go ahead and throw another free agent name at you guys. And again, I do stress that at this point, it really is Slim Pickens. I mean, even some of the players that we talked about in some of the more recent episodes of Locked On New York Rangers have now signed with teams. Uh, Joe Thornton's name definitely springs to mind. He just recently signed with the Florida Panthers just a couple of days ago here. So yeah, I mean, again, it is Slim Pickens. You're kind of going to uh, the discount store, so to speak, the dollar store, if you will. But another name that I'm going to throw at you guys is... 30-year-old defenseman Sammy Vatanen. he has played with the Ducks, the Devils, and most recently, the Dallas Stars. And before we really kind of break down Sammy Vatanen and talk about what kind of player he is and what he could add to the Rangers, let me just preface the whole thing by saying I think the Rangers are probably done as it pertains to the blue line. Uh, We've talked about this a little bit in the past, but you got to figure five of the six defensemen have probably already basically been determined for this upcoming season. I don't want to say for sure. I don't think anything is set in stone, but Adam Fox, Ryan Lindgren, Jacob Truba, Keandre Miller, Patrick Namath, which one of those guys is not going to be in the lineup on opening night? Probably none of them. So that's five. And then for the sixth and final spot, I think if you're the Rangers, you probably let some of the kids battle it out. Uh, in training camp and in the preseason and see who ends up being your sixth defenseman. And then beyond that, you've also got Tenorti, and he's kind of this seventh defenseman type player and somebody that could be in and out of the lineup uh, on certain nights. There might be some nights that he plays, if the Rangers are expecting some trouble and some big time physicality, then he'll be out there. And there might be some nights, probably most nights, that Tenorti would be a healthy scratch. But getting back to Votnin here and why I figure he's at least worth a look, at least worth some consideration if you're the Rangers. 473 games played in the NHL among, once again, the Ducks, Devils, and Stars. He has scored 47 goals and dished out 153 assists. So 200 career points from Votnin in just 473 games, that's as a defenseman. Now, I should also point out, his offense really kind of tailed off this past season. He had just six points in 39 games between the Devils and the Stars, but the season before that, with the Devils, he had 23 points in 47 games, and that's more in line with his career totals. So, I don't think that the offense has necessarily disappeared. I mean, he is just 30 years old. I don't think his game has fallen off of a cliff or anything like that, but, you know, with trades, we always talk about the buying low and selling high concept, right? This might be a chance to sign low on somebody, sign low on Sammy Vatanen because as we said, he is just 30 years old. And my reason for not really being more in on this, well, two reasons actually. So first of all, I don't think the Rangers are really in need of another offensive defenseman. They have plenty of them on the team, plenty of them in the pipeline as well. Uh, so they're pretty much loaded from that perspective. And also... I wouldn't want somebody like Sami Votnin to block the path of a Zach Jones or a Termo Reuninen or a Braden Schneider from playing at the NHL level. You know, we already got our veteran defenseman in Patrick Namath. That's something the Rangers set out to do this past off season. And if you sign Namath and now go out and sign Sammy Votnin as well, might be bordering on overkill. And again, you might be blocking the path of some of those young, exciting, uh, highly thought of defensemen in the New York Rangers system. Now, Something else that we've kind of been talking about here is that I do think that the Rangers are still going to make one more move before this offseason ends. And it's probably going to be a trade. I could see them, you know, maybe eventually somebody blinks in this ongoing staring contest and Jack Eichel is a New York Ranger before the season starts. Uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov's name has been thrown around a little bit. I'm not really that high on him, but, you know, it's possible if if the Raiders were to trade for either Eichel or Kuznetsov, or you know, maybe we could throw Mark Shifley out there again. I'm a big fan of him and his game as well. But if the Raiders end up making a trade for one of these, you know, highly established NHL centers, then it's possible that somebody like Keandre Miller might go back in the opposite direction in a trade that facilitates somebody like Jack Eichel or Mark Shifley or of getting Kuznetsov coming to the New York Rangers. And I'm by no means advocating for that, but it's an option that's at least on the table for the Rangers. And if they end up having to trade somebody like Keandre Miller in a deal for one of these already established centers, then that all of a sudden kind of opens up a little bit of a spot on the blue line. And I think that that's where you could see the Rangers maybe sign a, a veteran stopgap option, somebody like Sammy Votanen to just kind of plug there on the Ranger blue line for one or two seasons. I'm surprised he's still out there, to be completely honest with you guys. I mean, Vatanen does have his flaws. I mean, for starters, we could just kind of look at his, I don't want to say inability to stay on the ice, but let's say his uh, challenges of staying on the ice because this past season, he played in just 39 games. That was out of a possible 56. uh, The season before that, He played in 47 games out of a possible, well, it was different for every team, but basically about 70 games in the uh, coronavirus shortened regular season that was 2019-2020. But then, you know, the the seasons going back chronologically before that, you know, we'll go from 2018-2019 backwards. Votnin played 50 games, 57 games, only 15 games, 71-71-67. So basically his injury struggles have been... Uh, prominent in the past half decade or so, and that's something that you would have obviously have to take into account if you're the Rangers or any other team that's going to sign him is that it does seem like it's a little bit of a struggle for him to stay on the ice at times. But like I mentioned a minute ago, I think maybe the Rangers signing Vatanen in it only makes sense if they do something else before they sign him. If they make one of those big trades for one of those centers that we talked about, and somebody like Keandre Miller is included in the package to the team that is trading us that center. And again, I am by no means endorsing that. I thought Keandre Miller was fantastic last season. But when you look at some of the trade chips that the Rangers have, and some of these players that they might have to move if they were to acquire a Jack Eichel or a Mark Scheifele or an Evgeny Kuznetsov or any of these other centers from around the league, you got got to give, you gotta give up something. You got to give up something to acquire a player like that. And if it's Ke'Andre Miller, then maybe you pick up Stimmy Votnin for a season and you just keep your fingers crossed, hope he can stay healthy and be a productive player on the ice. And then we'll do one more for today before we move on to some other things as well. But we, I want to cover 35-year-old center Tyler Bozak from the St. Louis Blues, another Stanley Cup champion. He would join Bart Clay Goodrow and former teammate Sammy Blay to give the Rangers three former cup champions on their roster. And we could debate how important that is, but going into this offseason, I really wanted the Rangers to pick up at least one, preferably two guys who'd won the Stanley Cup in the past because, you know, again, this is something I, I do need to look up in due time here, but I don't think the Rangers have had a Stanley Cup champion on their roster since Marty St. Louis was here. That's a long time to go without a cup champion. This would give the Rangers three if they were to pick up Tyler Bozak. He has played 764 career regular season games. He played with the Leafs for the first nine seasons of his career, spent the last three seasons with the Blues, uh, has scored in those 764 regular season games. He has scored 167 goals, dished out 282 assists, so 449 points in 764 games. He is a minus 84 overall, and that does kind of make your eyebrows go up a little bit. I mean, plus minus is not a perfect stat. We know all about that. Um, But here's something that's really strange looking at his plus minus. So like we just said, minus 84 overall. But there was one season in 2010-2011 where he was a minus 29. And there was another season in 2014-2015 where he was a minus 34. So in those two years combined, he was a minus 63 overall I don't know what happened those two seasons. I really don't. I mean, it just kind of suggests that maybe he's kind of a guy that is a little bit up and down season to season. But if you throw away those two seasons, and I realize that's cheating a little bit, but you throw away this minus 63 overall, for the rest of the 10 seasons, you get rid of these two seasons, he's played in the NHL for 12 seasons. For the rest of the 10 seasons that he's played in the NHL, he's just a minus 21 overall. So he's on the average a minus two per season, which is basically breaking even. So just kind of a strange stat there. I just wanted to throw that at you guys. But... Um, with Bozak, you know, you're basically getting what you're getting. You're getting somebody that can center the, uh, bottom six. At this point, Bozak is 35 years old. So there's really no upside to speak of, but for the most part over the years, he's been a fairly consistent half point per game player. And if you wanted to plug him in into the Ranger fourth line, that's an option. I mean, again, he's a center and the Rangers seem pretty well set as center for this upcoming season between Mika Strom Goodrow and Rooney. I mean, I guess you could maybe trade Rooney if you thought that Bozak represented a little bit of an upgrade. I wouldn't necessarily campaign for that either. I thought Rooney did a pretty decent job for the Rangers this past season. And clearly the Rangers value him, making him the last forward that they protected in the expansion draft. Um, But it's an option, you know, if you want to bring in Bozak as kind of a depth piece. One thing I will say, and this is a stat that I absolutely love, and you guys, anybody who listens to this show regularly, you guys are very well aware of this, but Bozak is a killer in the face-off circle. Uh, Over the years, he has won 53.8% of his face-offs, and that's an area of his game where he's only improved with age. He has improved dramatically, in fact, because for the past seven seasons, Bozak has won 53% or more in all seven of those years, and this past season he won 57% of his faceoffs. That is big time. You need a face-off win late in the game. You throw Tyler Bozak out there and you let him do his thing. Uh, so I do like him for that reason as well. Again, there's not really any upside to speak of here with Bozak, given his age and given that he's been, you know, right around a half point per game player for basically his entire career. But if you want to pick up another depth piece or if there's some kind of trade where some other forward gets moved out of the picture for the Rangers, then maybe you can plug in Tyler Bozak for a season, maybe two seasons. Although I would think with Bozak at this point, probably a one-year contract gets it done uh, with the Rangers or whoever ends up signing him Uh, as free agency continues to play out here. But uh, that's pretty much it for the free agents today, guys. Like I said, it is slim pickings. There's no uh, big, impressive names. Nobody who's left on the free agent market is going to come in here and spearhead the Rangers to a Stanley Cup this season. But there are some guys that could kind of be plug-and-play type players uh, like the guys we just covered. But in just a second, we are going to be talking about Brent Offman signing his entry-level contract. And we will also talk about another member of the Ranger draft class of 2021. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Some other news that broke this past week after we recorded our three episodes for the week, of course, is that the Rangers signed Brennan Othman to an entry-level contract. It's pretty standard stuff. The Rangers obviously took Offman in the first round this season. He went number 16 overall. This past season, Othman actually played for EHC Olten of the Swiss League. He had to play there because the OHL shut down due to COVID. And in 34 games with EHC Olten, he ended up with 16 points, 7 goals, and 9 assists. He is now expected to return to the OHL for this upcoming season, Two years ago, during his age 16, age 17 season in the OHL with the Flint Firebirds, he posted 33 points in 55 games. That was 17 goals and 16 assists. He was also a plus three that season and was named to the OHL's first all-rookie team. And I should also mention that Offman played for the Canada World Juniors team this past January, and in seven games there, he had three goals, dished out three assists, was a plus six in those seven games. So obviously he killed it on a big stage there. As for the financials of the contract, again, it's pretty standard stuff. It is a three-year entry-level contract for the standard maximum of $925,000. And seeing as how it seems very unlikely that he's going to make the Rangers out of training camp or anything like that, seems very likely that he will be back with the Flint Firebirds of the OHL. Uh, the contract, the entry-level contract, will not kick in until he's ready to make the New York Ranger roster. And that's pretty much the long and short of it. If you guys want some more detailed breakdown on who Brand Offman is as a player, then I highly recommend going back and checking out episodes 397 and 404 of Locked On New York Rangers. In 397, we talk about the possibility of the Rangers potentially drafting Brand Offman, and then, of course, that actually came to fruition. The Rangers made Brand Offman their man. They selected him in the first round there, and we talked about uh, – Offman a little bit more in episode 404, and that was after the Rangers selected him. So you got those two episodes, 397 and 404, for a more detailed breakdown on of Brandon Offman. Like I said, the entry-level contract, pretty basic, pretty standard stuff. But to kind of shift gears here and uh, turn our attention to the Ranger draft class of 2021. I wanted to kind of continue this mini offseason series that we've been doing here where we basically spotlight a member of the Rangers 2021 draft class and just give you guys as much information as possible about this player. And if you missed any of our previous episodes, we already talked about Offman. That's episodes 397 and 404. If you want to hear about Ryder Korzak, you go to episode 410. Jaden Groob is episode 411. Brody Lamb is episode 412. And today, we're going to be talking about the Rangers' second fourth round draft pick of the 2021 NHL draft, and that is left winger, right winger, 18-year-old Calais Vizanin. He went number 106 overall to the Rangers. The Rangers actually took him just two selections after they took Brody Lamb. He also went in the fourth round, and Vizanin was the second of three fourth round draft picks that the Rangers made this season. It might also interest you guys to know that this pick originally belonged to the Ottawa Senators. It was traded to the Rangers in 2019, along with Nick Ebert in exchange for vladisov Nemestikov at the very start of the season there. Um, as for Weizenin, and first of all, let me just say, I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly, but that's just it. It is surprisingly difficult to find Really, any video of Vizonen on YouTube or anywhere else, and I can't even find a video where somebody actually says his name. So, if I'm mis- mispronouncing his name, I do apologize for that. But yeah, you know, information is a little bit scarce here. I, I think that's kind of what's going to happen the deeper we go into this Ranger draft class and as we get into the middle to late rounds here. Uh, but here's what we do know he is six foot four, 181 pounds. So, obviously, a big kid, probably still needs to fill out a little bit. Uh, when you look at his height versus his weight, but that's okay. He's just 18 years old. He's got plenty of time to do that. Uh, For what this is worth to anybody, Vizanen played on the same team that Capo Caco played on, although it doesn't look like they were ever teammates. They were never there at the same time. Uh, But this past season, with TPS's under-20 team, Vizanen skated in 27 games, scored nine goals, picked up 21 assists, and was a plus-13 overall, so delivering points at a pretty solid pace there, more than a point-per-game player. And again, you know, there's not an overwhelming amount of info, the little bit of information I've been able to gather. It sounds like he's a pretty good skater, also has good hockey IQ as well. But for a fourth round pick, I mean, you went out, if you're the Rangers and you found somebody here that is a point per game player in his league, so that's nice, it sounds like he's a decent defensive forward as well. There's some things to like, and again, there's not an overwhelming amount of information here, but on the surface, again, for somebody that the Rangers are picking in the fourth round, I think it's a fine draft pick. I did find uh, one additional scouting report here from E.P. Rinkside. He brings a decent amount of physicality. Visanin is primarily an effective playmaker with decent skill and speed. And yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the long and short of it. I wish I could give you guys some more details. I wish I could give you more about his backstory and everything. But like we said, the further you go into these drafts, the more difficult it becomes to find information on some of these players. So, I mean, that's pretty much it with and Obviously, we'll keep our eye on his development, see how he does this season, as we will do with all of the Ranger draft picks of 2021. The only other thing that I wanted to mention here today, it's something that has kind of been on the back burner, and I've been meaning to get to it. Uh, obviously, when the offseason started, one of the first things we did was we looked at all of the Rangers' impending free agents. We looked at everybody from Igor Shosturkin all the way to any minor league free agents that the Rangers had, and not too long ago, the Rangers inked three of those guys that have predominantly played in the minors if not exclusively for the in the minors for the New York Rangers. Those three players were Adam Huska, Tim Gettinger, and Ty Ronning. They have all re-signed with the New York Rangers. We talked about Huska not too long ago. He was the first of the three to re-sign, but today I want to talk at least a little bit about Tim Gettinger and Ty Ronning. As for Gettinger, I mean, of all these names, he's probably the name that's the most familiar to Ranger fans because he's had a couple of cups of coffee with the Rangers over these past couple of seasons here. We occasionally see him uh, make a cameo on the NHL roster, typically on the fourth line. Gettinger still just 23 years old, so still just kind of getting going in his career. He's also six six, 220 pounds. Gettinger was drafted by the Rangers back in 2016 in the fifth round, going number 141 overall. In the past three seasons combined, Gettinger has appeared in a total of eight games with the New York Rangers, including two this past season. And he has been a solid player in the AHL. So I I think as a depth signing for this franchise, it's completely fine. With the Hartford Wolfpack last season, 23 games for Gettinger, scored nine goals, dished out 10 assists. And he's somebody, you know, there's at least a little bit of familiarity there. And the Rangers can call him up in a pinch if there's some injuries to guys on the wing or whatever it might be. A decent chance we see Tim Gettinger, somebody that... Seems ticketed to spend most of this upcoming season in the AHL, but I suppose you never know. Uh, maybe at some point there's injuries or there could be some ineffectiveness. Maybe Gettinger. Uh, has another strong season at the Wolfpack. They decide to give him a little bit of a chance with the Rangers. I don't really think that that's going to happen. Once again, I think he's there to step in if something goes wrong, whether it's an injury or somebody just not playing up to their standards, somebody that could use a stint in the AHL themselves. And, you know, maybe Tim Gettinger is called up in a situation like that. Uh, But yeah, again, it's organizational depth. I I think it's a a fine move for the Rangers. He will make $750,000 if he's on the NHL roster this season. If he's in the AHL, it'll be worth $75,000. So, so yeah, completely fine move here by the Rangers to hang on to Tim Gettinger on a one-year deal. The other player that they sign, as we just mentioned, is Ty Ronning. Ronning is a right winger, standing five foot nine, one 172 pounds. He was taken by the Rangers back in 2016 in round seven, going number 201 overall. He is 23 years old and somebody who has yet to make his NHL debut. Strong season for the Wolfpack as well last year, though. He skated in 18 games, scored 10 goals, dished out eight assists, so a point-per-game player at the Wolfpack, and he improved tremendously from the season before that. The season before, he split between the ECHL and the AHL, and in 23 games with the Wolfpack in 2019-2020, He had just one goal and two assists, so he obviously made some strides. And again, you know, organizational depth for the Rangers. They took him, like we just mentioned, in the seventh round. I don't think they have any massive plans for him, but maybe at some point if there's injuries, if there's some ineffectiveness, and knock on wood that that doesn't happen, ineffectiveness, but it's at least possible we see Ty Ronning make his debut at some point for the New York Rangers. Only time will tell there, but I think it's fine to keep him around on another one-year deal here, just another depth piece for the franchise. And again, I don't think that re-signing Gettinger or Ronning to two-way one-year contracts is necessarily going to be franchise-changing for the Rangers, like like we were talking about with some of the free agents earlier. I don't think either of these guys is going to spearhead the Rangers to a Stanley Cup, but they're good depth pieces, and obviously they were both very productive players for the Hartford Wolfpack last season. Who knows? We'll, we'll see if we end up seeing them uh, on the Rangers at any point this season. And in Ronnie's case, he would be making his NHL debut. So we'll just uh, keep our eye on that. And obviously, you know, we'll keep our eye on the Hartford Wolfpack a little bit this season as well. I know this is locked on Rangers, but I think uh, a lot of people probably have some interest in what's going on in the AHL with the Wolfpack and some of the Ranger prospects. And so obviously, yes, we will keep our eye on the Wolfpack this season as well. That's pretty much it for today, guys. The only other thing that I wanted to mention is is I sent out an email a few days ago uh, regarding Locked On New York Rangers fantasy hockey, and we had an absolute blast doing this last season. Uh, we had 20 teams, so obviously these were—it was, was a very deep league. You know, you had to really look far and wide for for some steals in the late rounds there. But yeah, it was an absolute blast. It was great talking some hockey. It was great playing fantasy hockey with you guys. And anybody who played last year, your spot right now is secure. I sent out the email. Please do respond to it sooner rather than later. I'll give everybody who played last year some time to kind of reclaim their spot in the league. Uh, but after some time and after a couple of warnings on this podcast, I'll open it up to anybody who didn't play last year who might be looking to to jump in this year. And if, that, if you're listening to this and you want to play some fantasy hockey, and you did not play last year, send an email and you can kind of save your place in line. And for anybody who played last year and you want to come back this year, I've already heard from some of you, uh, definitely reach out via email or via Twitter and uh, we'll make sure we can make that happen, get you back in the league and have some fun this year, play another season of Locked On New York Ranger Fantasy Hockey. But like I said, that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LL. LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever You get your podcasts.